Hey, what's up? It's your girl, Mia. It is an episode of Me Time Podcast. I know it's been a minute. Uh, you know, so much going on, so much in the world uh, that's just unspeakable. And we just have to endure what we see, what we hear. We have to filter out the things that are just distractions. But I just kind of wanted to chime in because I have a recording that I did a few weeks ago with a friend. Um, we just had conversations and I just started recording, but during the middle of the recording, I asked her, was it okay? Cause I kind of wanted to catch what she was saying. And, you know, there's just so much that we don't know what's going on in the background of politics and government and, uh, employment, uh, you, you name it. We're just clueless with this whole Corona and we're always looking for leadership. We're always looking for detailed information because God forbid that the people become hopeless. We have a, a, a big problem of fear that would approach us. But I was just on the phone with my friend Andrea this particular morning and we do what we normally would do. We just kind of chop it up when we're at work. Uh, this was on the phone um, in our prospective homes. But when we're at work, we just normally have a moment of just sisterhood, just having a conversation and we talk about, it could be anything, like, hey, how's your family? How's mine? Hey, how's your church? Hey, how's mine? You know, we, we just kind of just have just the right conversation at the right time. So at this moment, I just kind of want to just like jump right in so that you can hear what we were just having a conversation about. And it was just, like I said, it's one of those things I just love to have unstripped conversations, just genuine, just girlfriends talking, you know, there's no, there's no grammar correctness or anything. It's just a flow that we have. So right after this musical selection, I want you to just listen right into my girl, Andrea. Stay tuned. Me time podcast with Mia. Um, we are, this world will never be the same. Um, we will never live the way we used to when this is all said and done with, if it's ever said and done with. Um, we will not go about our normal lives. Things will completely be different. Um, that to me is a scary thing, but I'm not afraid. Um, it's just a lot, Mia. Yeah, it's just, this is a spiritual thing. And yeah. it's a controlling thing. Man is trying to control. Yes. They're trying to it's all behind the scenes there's so many distractions that's keeping us from what is really going on which I feel is a new world order coming into place um, they're already looking to change our currency and get rid of the dollar and talking about the chip and the vaccination that's all part of the antichrist plan Right. so at some point in time I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself because I've been listening and I've been reading and I'm like it's going to boil down to what we believe or what we stand for. These yeah. things that are coming about in the earth that man is trying to create this one world order, it's going to require us to do things and, and make a decision where we have to submit or try to submit under the rule of the Antichrist. Where are you standing in that? Are you going to submit out of fear? Or are you willing to die and believe God? Mm -hmm. And it may not happen in my lifetime. I, God may decide to take me out of here, and that's fine, but it, I may still be around, and I'm like, what am I going to do? What is my ministry?
am I doing in this time? What am I doing in this season? What am I speaking out of my mouth? What What am I proclaiming? What am I shouting to the rooftop? What What am I doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? As the body of Christ, are we Are we Are we being filled up with a whole bunch of media and then allowing fear to grow, or are we seeking the faith of the Father? This is a spiritual thing. It For is. those that have ears to hear and eyes to see. And God is calling us, his children, because you know that's where he starts. He's shaking us. And he's like, look, my, my coming is soon. <laughs> my coming is soon. And the earth is groaning. Yes. It's crying. That, that I truly believe. And I, I just wanted to share with you real quick because I... Just felt the urge to actually hit record on my phone when you start to say that it doesn't matter what we are, Christians, believers, non-believers, and so on. And of course, I hit the record button on my podcast because I wanted to hear exactly what it is because it doesn't matter what we are right now. There is a concern, period. And I don't care who say it. The believers, yeah, you can be spiritual and so on, but so are the atheists. So all right, so when, when we say spiritual warfare, it doesn't make a difference of what you believe in. You know that there is a spirit. Most people believe that there is a spirit. We are not here by accident. We ain't from no monkeys. But they believe that there is some, a higher power. Some people say, no, I don't believe in it. I guarantee you let them sneeze and they say, God bless you. Oh, come on. <laughs> so I just want permission from you to, to okay and further on with that recording because it's definitely, I love raw uh, material and nothing script, but you know, the fact that a lot of times we have conversations <clears throat> and many times we walk away and we're like, wow, that was, that was powerful. Cause that's deep. Yeah. That was deep. No, I don't mind. Okay. I don't mind. I, um, you know, in the past couple of days, actually not even that, probably two weeks it's been, I've been really like to myself and, um, just been dealing with some stuff internally about all of this and it's settling myself. Um, when it all came about, I was a little nervous. Not for myself in the natural, um, but spiritually, but at the same time, concerned about my neighbor um, and not necessarily with my physical neighbor, anybody I come in contact with. Mm-hmm. Right. Where are you? Where are you? You know, what is this doing to you? How can I help you? How can I pray for you? What can I do for you? And I'm like, you know, not, and then Satan comes along and he says, you better keep away. Um, you know, you don't want to catch anything. And, you know, so as I was sharing with Zainis, I'm like, the enemy comes, you know, he comes to still kill and destroy. And the weapons that are attempting to form may not necessarily form for killing. And it may not necessarily form for destruction, but it comes to steal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is it stealing? It's stealing our peace. It's stealing our joy. Because this is catastrophic. We've never seen nothing like this in our time. I'm speaking 1962. <laughs> nice. And, you know, I'm like, this is so insurmountable to the human mind to the point where we're locked in our houses um, 
that's where my mind is, that's where my heart is, that's where my thoughts are. And it's like, and I was telling Zanies, I said, now is the time for us to draw closer to the word. Yes, absolutely. For yourself. You know, don't don't be televised uh, right. preaching, but you need to go back to your basics, which I say all the time. We need to go back your to basics. First love. Your first love. When when your you discovered love. God for yourself, but He's always been there, but you had to discover because it's not enough to just go to church on Sunday morning, go on a Wednesday, go. On. You're just going because you're doing what's routine and what you you feel is right. But until you you understand what the word of God says for yourself, you will never understand what God has for you. You'll never. Now, I, I have never read my whole Bible. I've never read I've re- never read the whole Bible. I've attempted multiple times, and I can tell you if I went back over Genesis one again, right. something else popped yeah. out like as never before. And I'm like, I know yeah. I read the word of God. I know I read from at least uh, uh Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy. Yeah, I know I've I've I may have got lost when we got to Leviticus, but, you know, in terms of reading the word for yourself, there's nothing like it. It's not enough for a pastor to, you know, most pastors tell you, you know, read the word for yourself. You can't just go in there. People say, "Uh uh-huh. Amen. They say amen to everything. 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 You locking stuff in that you didn't even know you wasn't supposed to be locking. Don't be saying amen to everything. Nod your head if you have to. uh, uh, You get that eye that go up sideways like, what did they say? But I don't, I don't know about that. I have to look that up and be okay and with that. And you know, man, and just hearing you say that, um, you read Genesis and you read something and you've never seen it before. Every time we read the Word of God, it comes alive based on the current situation going on in our lives and and and, and in the world. You know, you, you may have read that before. But it's different now because of what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It's different now because of what we're up against. It's different now because of what we've already been through. So, I mean, that's what I love about the Word of God. It, it's it's never dull. It's it's never stale. It's always alive and active. Um, and that's what God is trying to get our attention to. He's like, my children, I need you to get into the Word because everything that you need to be successful is in it. And it has directions for your life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and God is calling us to be selfless people and stop being selfish. Stop putting the I before the them. You know what I mean? And yes, we are to cover ourselves. We are to take care of ourselves because if we don't, we're no good to anybody else. But don't let me myself and I be the driving force. Right. And, and I feel like we, that you're right. You you can't keep going keep on going. Go yeah. ahead, girl. <laughs> I just feel like we lost ourselves. No. We lost what humanity was created for, which was um I believe um communion, community. Mm-hmm. Um loving one another, supporting one another, helping one another, multiplying, governing the earth, bringing about peace and harmony and, and strength. That's what support is. That's what family is. That's what community is all about. And we have lost that. There's so much killing going on that we don't even take killing somebody. We don't even take that as value anymore. None. And it's like, are you serious? It's, it's not like blowing your nose or throwing the tissue away. You just killed somebody. Right. You, you took a life. 
That's a, you know, as far as we're concerned, that's against the Ten Commandments. That's that's one of the commandments. What's wrong and with we you? Mm. We lost it. And as believers, we have given up our authority and we refuse to walk in it because we have the power to change the natural realm. Yes. God, you can get on the cross and die just for us to sit back and be like, oh, well, that's somebody else's problem. And I'm just guilty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just as guilty. Going about my And, you know, once again, you know, I, I had a previous podcast with a friend and, and talked about this word because this, this always stick with me, like one of the youth ministers who came to our church at one point. And uh, when we was doing Bad Girls of the Bible, uh, the thing she said is when when the devil needs to speak to you, he gets you alone. He isolates you. He never talks to you amongst other people. And that has always been true. So at this time of isolation, imagine how much more the enemy is talking to people. Because one thing God has created us for is human touch, human interaction. He did not, he did not say that we should not set ourselves apart. That's something that we should be doing, but to isolate into the terms of that, they want to go longevity. And it's not about this, you know, I'm, I'm so against politics at this point because you, people say the Republicans and God and God had put Donald Trump in, you know, with the God's destined for and the Democrats are the devil and they are all the devil as long as mankind and their hearts are not as right. Long as, girl, as long as their heart isn't right, I don't care if you Democrat, Republican, or uh, independent. God does not care about political parties. Nope. This he could care less about what the earth is going through right about now because he owns it all anyway. He just wants everybody else to bow their knee and confess that he's the Lord. Absolutely. So all this all this chatter and distraction that's going on between these two bar- parties because that's just division. And these two parties have come along and they divided the world. Now people, you know, I've heard people say, "Well, Obama's the one who started." And I can't imagine where he started. Well, he started when he started uh uh, allowed yay right marriages and so on and that was still not God's concern regardless of what happens on this earth that was not God's concern he didn't care much about that what God does do care is about the judgment that everybody is casting on someone else because even as me it's not my lifestyle but who am I to go to someone and shun them for who they are because God loved them just the same Jesus got on the cross for just such a time or such a person as that and I know I'm imperfect and I know there's some things that Jesus probably looked back before he got on that cross and said, you see that chick over there? <laughs> you, did you see? I don't believe. Because sometimes we want to minimize our own sin to look at somebody else's sin to think is greater than. And there is no there is no level of sin. Sin is sin. Yeah, because you know what? When we look at other people's sin and, and what it does is it minimizes what we're doing. It, it, it justifies why we continue to do what we do. I'm not it that bad. Why, why, why we don't have to change. You know, people always say, oh, God knows my heart. Stop that. Cut it out. Yeah. 
God knows my heart. That's an excuse to not change. Mm-hmm. And at some point in time, the word does talk about a reprobated mind. God will release us to ourselves. That's the worst place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You turn me over to myself, you, you can forget it. I'm no good. <laughs> you know, I, I, I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> What's the, what's the oh, saying? I used to be like, uh, if you had to live with you, would you be all right? Oh, Lord. No, oh, Lord. Because you know what? Look, I'm the first to tell you I'm a mess. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Because I know me, Mia. I know. I, I, I'm a work in progress. I'm not who I used to be, mm. but I got a long way to go. Amen. Amen. And it's a work in progress every minute of the day. Right. So, so when people... Anyway, we, it, it's not about what anybody else says about us is what god has showed us about ourselves and where we need to make those changes and those corrections and what i don't have is and i i swear there's no confidence in the flesh you know uh when when you read when you read that in your word because i can't remember where it is it might be in corinthians i'm not sure it says there's no confidence in the front i have no confidence in in my own flesh because i'm gonna do i'm gonna do what i feel is right for me and we are selfish beings in the meantime. Yeah, that doesn't mean that I don't love others, others, but I am looking right. out, like you said, for me and my family and definitely yep. pray for other people. But do you pray as hard for others as you're praying for your own home? Probably not. Because, probably not, you want to be honest. Yes, yeah, you're probably not. We praying, but we like, you know, we be like, Shanta Goy, yeah, that's my uh, father, yeah, hi. And then we pray for somebody else. It's also said, and blessed father, in Jesus' name. <laughs> Come on, you know we gotta be real. We go to church Sunday morning. People shout, spitting, and, and, and everything, and all over the place, and that don't make them any greater, to, any closer to God than you or I, or the person who's sitting right. in the corner saying, "Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Uh, Where should I go, Father?" Yeah. What What is What is the word? I I give myself unto you, and and and, and when you say that, do you really mean it? Because we'll say a lot of good things, and when we got to do the action, we be like, whoa, wait a minute, God, I know you want me to do that. Yeah. Let me yeah. think about that. And then you be talking about, well, I don't want to be uh, disobedient, and then you be like, oh, Lord, and you still being disobedient. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't feel the way we feel it should feel, or it looks the way we feel it should look. How how obedient are we? How What, what are we doing? What are we, at this point, I guess it's for the believers uh, what are we doing to contribute to our prayer lives at this time and, um, and you know, what we're all going through as far as uh, keeping our faith instead of allowing fear to drive us all? Because, you know, we got a lot of negative coming in, a lot of negative, a lot of negative. What what can we do? And I think um, definitely, you know, use this time since the church isn't opening. That's, to me, that's the Antichrist right there because the, the word of God tells us that we, we should be in assembly. When people say, well, I believe in God, I just don't go to church. Well, even that even that is a sin because it says that we should never neglect it. So we're neglecting assembly. So I, I even had like a thought the other day that it would be nice to go to the churchyard. And everybody just come together and just singing in hymns and whatever the case may be. But we're, we're still assembling together. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, it's, it's a thought. But then, once again, you start to think about, but if, what if, and, you know, the fear of government, what it's telling us to do at this time of worship. You know, we, we need to be uh, very fervent in our prayer life and reaching out to others because... Uh, it's easy to hide behind social media. It's easier yeah. to get into yeah. a groove of looking okay, but not being okay. Uh-huh. Right, yeah. 
Yeah, so. and, that, and you know, I was thinking about that the other day, and I was like, since this whole ordeal, remember earlier in our conversation where I was telling you that, you know, I, I really just been to myself, and and, I, and you have to be careful with that because mm-hmm. isolation is a device of the enemy. Mm-hmm. And you can sit here and tell you yourself that, you know, okay, I'm, I'm going to just stick to myself. I just don't feel like communicating with anybody. Absolutely not. You need to talk to somebody like faith. Because iron sharpens iron. We need right. to encourage ourselves. We need to, you know, get on the phone and pray with each other. And, 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 you know, I was talking to a friend of mine, and she was like, we're still having church. We're still assembling together. And I was like, you know, my first thought, and I'm being honest with you, was like, I was like, well, you know, how do you know who, whoever you're sitting next to or whoever you're sitting behind or whatever is not walking around with the coronavirus? I don't know these things. And I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and judge your pastor because they're still allowing the congregation to come together. That, that I'm, I'm not doing that. The enemy comes and he uses that and he brings about isolation. And then you get to the point where you really don't even, if you're not careful, and I'm just being transparent, that you don't even want to conversate with that particular person. Oh, well, you're still mixing with people. You know what I mean? And it's like, I, you know, am I still, I'm still going out. I, I go out every single day. <laughs> Me the same. Get some air in my lungs. If I have to go to the grocery store, I mean, I got my gloves on, I got my mask. I'm taking the necessary precautions. But I need to be, I need to, I need tangible presence of people. You know what I mean? I need to, for me, I need to go outside and see that there's still people walking around. You know, and. To me, it's a personal thing for every single person. Um, But this time, I'm taking to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to me. I'm getting, I'm reading my word. I'm talking to my father. Yes, I have to work every single day at home. I thank God for that. Um, But I'm also doing, spending more time in the word than I ever spent before. And I just keep hearing the word repentance. Mm. Yes, yes. I just keep hearing it. And I'm like, God is about souls, man. Yes. He's about souls. And there's a lot of people dying and going to hell. Mm. Will be. Right, right. You know, imagine, imagine you come before the Father and there's a sin. I mean, granted, there's something that you, you could not recall. But granted, there's things that you still do that you know that you do, and you never make change. And this is where I feel like there's there's a grace and there's a mercy each and every day, because God knows no there is not one, there is not one perfect person walking this earth. I don't care how much your hallelujah is, how much your amen is. We are all we all got something. That's why Jesus had to go to the cross because he knew that everybody got something, but there's still some grace and there's some mercy. I mean, bow before the Father in repentance. That's a lot of times what people don't do is repent and say, you know, profess it to the Lord and say, Lord, this area right here, I'm struggling. And he'd be like, baby, I know that. I just wanted to, yeah. I just want you to say it. Uh, I just needed that. you to say, to know that you're struggling. Not act like it's okay, but, you know, say it in your head, but say it out to me. You don't have to, you know, one thing I don't believe is doing confession before man, but, you know, there's some things that people do need help on. 
And you have to be mm-hmm. very careful of who you seeking your help from. Mm-hmm. And I've always said this about Eddie, uh, you know, Bishop Eddie Long. You know, granted he had his own flaws, but I get it now. When he said years ago in the Christian, uh, I think Christianity Today magazine, he was like, the loneliest place there is is that of a pastor. And did not understand that, but understood because even he who has struggles and, you know, a lot of times people come and they place a lot of the burdens of their own life onto the pastors and you have to pray for your pastors because your pastors are carrying around so much of their own issues, so much of what's going on at home, including all the spirits that other people come and dump on them and walk away. So we got to keep them in prayer just as well as we have to be very mindful and prayerful of lifting their arms up, even in the midst of all that's going on right now that the pastors, you know, pastors, I'm worried about this and not pastors. This is where you got to work your faith. Yeah, yeah. And and just reach out to your pastors and reach out to your other, you know, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ and let them know I'm thinking about you because it's amazing what a text or even a, a card in the mail or anything like that comes in and you'd be like, Thank you, Lord. Because I tell you, I love to go to my mailbox and if someone, I mean, people don't do it anymore, but uh, not as much as we should. Uh, Senna, I was just uh, thinking about you, you know. Yeah. How much much is that just for someone just out of the blue? Not because it's your birthday, not because you're not feeling well, but just because. Just because. That's important. You know, it's it's, it's just so important for us to be mindful to to give out exactly what we sometimes want to receive but that overabundance of what we have lord how can i serve you how can i serve you in this time because you know we're, we're self-centered we, we we like we're trying to get the mask on and the gloves and the lysol and toilet tissue come on these are things that we never had to worry about because i i know for you you know i don't know about you but i know i was looking for a toilet tissue for a hot minute I'm like, got me out in these streets acting all kinds of strange looking for toilet tissue. Yeah. You know, but, and then when I found one, it said you can get one. So I said, okay, fine. Yeah. I, I got this. So I'm going to go to my car and take this one. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> so now I got two. But then the, I paid the price for something. Ah, oh, Lord. I paid the price for something that I would have not ordinarily paid the price for if it wasn't dictated to me because supply and demand. How amazing would it be that we pay the price for something, supply and demand, like we need to be on our knees right about now in prayer? Right. For, yeah. the, for the very yeah. things yeah. such as toilet tissue. And God said, get yeah. on your knees. I supply all, everything that you need. Just come to me. Just come in prayer. Bow. Confess. And we, we just go busy say, oh, Lord, thank you. Thank, thank you for this day. The grace and mercy is brand new every day. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, now I got to get to this store because this torch tissue is about to be gone. We, we, need, we need to take the time and, and not worry about these things because God is already going to supply our needs. Don't be ignorant, but definitely be wise in, in what we're doing. And unfortunately, all that you just said is not the first thought, but the last thought Mm. that God shall supply all of our needs. Because as you were speaking, it took me back to my journey of when, when all this stuff started, I wasn't thinking about politicians. I I had politicians, but I wasn't thinking about politicians. But then all of a sudden, this is a device of the enemy. The word got those that there was no more toilet tissue in the stores. And I'm like, first of all, why? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the enemy plane is a thought, you better go find some toilet tissue because you're going to be home for a long time and you ain't got nothing to wipe your tail with. <laughs> like, 
So now I'm out here, just like the rest of the people, caught up in fear that I'm not going to have politicians, and I'm spending all my free time going from store to store to store to store to store, looking for a politician. And like you said, when you do find one, you only can get one in two rows. And the Lord said, look at the birds. Look at the flowers. Mm. Why are you worrying about toilet tissue? I take care of those things. But you're my child. Don't you think I love you more than that? Don't you think I supply all your needs? So I released it. I released the control to find toilet tissue. Mm. I released the fear that I won't have enough. I can't begin to tell you how toilet tissue started rolling in my house. Mm. And you need toilet tissue? I got toilet tissue. You need some toilet tissue? I got so much toilet tissue right now. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Mia, it's ridiculous. Uh, but, and but, I, I looked at it yesterday, and I was like, it's all about trust mm, and faith. Right. It's all about trust and faith. And I was like, Lord, forgive me that I didn't trust you in the beginning. Mm. I even... um. You know, I, I I tell you, I tell you during this time is it's amazing because uh, it's a, it's a small thing. So I uh, went to the grocery store. I can't remember. <clears throat> excuse me, I can't remember what exactly I was going for, but I went down uh, probably looking for alcohol. And I think I heard my mom mention a family member not able to find uh, uh, alcohol prep pads, alcohol pads because they're diabetic. And I just remember just anytime I go in the store, just to be mindful to walk down certain sections. And I remember saying, well, you know, which haze is kind of good cleanser. So I'll take that home and I like to use it for my face and stuff like that. And there was a guy just looking. He's like, he says to me, there's more of that in another aisle. And I was like, well, this is good enough. He's like, yeah, I'm, I just need some alcohol. And I was like, I said, yeah, that's a hard one there. He's like, yeah, well, my mom is on uh, oxygen and need to clean her tubes, sterilize her tubes. And I can't find ox- any alcohol anywhere. And I'm like, wow. I'm thinking to myself, I, I got alcohol at my job. No, you know. But <laughs> I, I, I'm thinking like, just to, you know, here's someone who has a medical need. And he just want to get alcohol to help clean his mom's tube. So he was like, I said, well, did you reach out to the oxygen companies? And he's like, well, <clears throat> there's a shortage. And she has to use, he said, at, some, at one point, she had a lot. So there was abundance at some point. And now there's this mm-hmm. supply and demand, so there's a need. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, well, are there other things? I said, can you use the witch hazel? Because, you know, it has a little bit of alcohol. And he's like, I don't know. I was like, well, you know, my daughter always tells me, go to YouTube, ask a question. You know, this just when you think that your question is silly, there's always someone who's asking a question. So, you know, like, if you just, you know, ask about, you know, uh, go to your phone and ask, like, what can you use to clean, you know, oxygen tubes or something? I'm sure there's some... Regular remedies, home remedies that you can uh-huh. use other than, you know, the the, the uh-huh. everyday stuff that you were told to do. And I said, well, what about white vinegar? And he's like, well, I don't know. I said, I, I, what about green alcohol? You go to the liquor store. Uh-huh. He said, well, if I go there, I, he said, I might put some in the tubes, but I might take some too. <laughs> yeah. So out of that, you know, we walked away and I said, well, I pray that all is well with your mom and that you find what you need. And he said, you know what? I prayed, you know, I prayed the best for you too and just walked away. And I was like, Lord, that's an encounter that I probably would have not ordinary had if, right. we, if we weren't like in the same space. So that happened okay. also in another section with the toilet tissue part. Now I had my eyes locked in on this tissue when I walked in because I, like you, was oblivious to what, what is people, what are they doing with the tissue? I, 
I'm like, is there something I don't know? I felt like I just was out of whack. Like, no tissue, no no paper towel. I'm like, okay. So I got Kleenex. So the next time I was like, well, yeah. you know, having two homes, I just need enough tissue between the two homes to do whatever. So I locked my eyes yeah. in on this, this roll of toilet tissue. And these people were hoarding what they could. And as I was walking to that, the lady said, get that one. I said, oh, that's mine. I cleaned it. My eyes cleaned it before I ran to it. And I didn't even run to it. I was walking to it. And I said, listen, y'all taking all that, but I just, I have two homes. I just need, need enough. He actually gave me a roll. He gave me a four-pack roll, like here. And I said, well, thank you. So this other guy was uh, walking. And he's like, like I'm, I'm just trying to get some for my elderly aunt. You know, she doesn't come to the stores and I'm trying to take care of her. And he's like, it should be so simple, but it's really hard right now. And I, you know, just just listening to what we are doing, I'm glad that the stores had jumped in and they started giving the elderly a time of their own because people are not being mindful about anybody else but themselves. Yeah. And that's where... And that's what fear does. That's fear what fear does. Will have you, yes, it has you. Fear will have you. I mean, as I was saying this morning, is there such thing as good fear? Um, hmm. Because either way, it's going to drive you to a certain act. And, but the fear that we're experiencing is really driving us to, well, I can't say us, the majority is driving us to self, selfish acts. Yes. Oh, my boss is calling me today. Um, yeah. All right, dear. I'll talk um, to you in a bit. All right, babe. I love you. Um, be safe in your travels, whatever you got to do. Take care of yourself. The same. Love you much. Okay. Be prayerful. All right. Love you too. Bye-bye, All right. Hun. You too, hon. All right. Later.